you, choir and orchestra, for blessing us this morning with awesome worship. I want to invite you to turn back to that passage that Brother Mike read a moment ago, 1 John chapter 4, God's Word. Overcomer. The context here is that John is writing to believers who are wrestling and struggling in the first century with finding their place in culture and in history regarding the Christian faith. And John is encouraging them to overcome. Look at verse 4. We want to focus on verse 4 this morning. 1 John 4 and verse 4, where the Bible says, you are from God. And then he says, little children, term of endearment. He, John loved these readers of his epistle. He loved them so deeply. And he's encouraging them, you're, you're from God. You're from God. If you know Christ as Savior, you have been born of God. You have been born again. The Bible says that you have been born from above. You are of God. If you know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. So just like these readers of John's epistle, you are from God. And God loves you. Jeremiah says God loves you with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31.3 He loves you with an everlasting love. You are from God, little children. And look at what else he says. And you have overcome them. Them, the world, the flesh, the devil. All that is coming against them. All that is coming against you today. You can be an overcomer. Amen? Are you awake out there this morning? I know it's early. Because greater, why? Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. God has called us to be an overcomer. The word used here in 1 John 4 4 is the Greek word nikeo. And its meaning is to conquer, to prevail, to be victorious, to overcome. It's the English word, Nike, like the sporting goods company. Victorious, just do it, just win. Victory, overcomer, conqueror. We can prevail. That's what John is saying to us today. We can overcome. So as we begin today, maybe we should be asking ourselves this question, are we an overcomer or are we being overcome? Jesus says in the Gospel of John, chapter 16 and verse 33, the Lord writes as John records his words, and he says, these things I have spoken to you so that you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but Jesus says, but take courage, for I have what? I have 
overcome the world. Let me say it again. Are we overcoming? Are are we being overcome by the world? My brother James, who is in heaven now, eight years ago, the Lord took him to heaven. He was an overcomer. He suffered severe epilepsy his entire life. Yet he worked full time. He went to college. He went on mission trips to Haiti at least eight or nine different times. God used him to bless many lives. He was an overcomer. Maybe you saw in the news maybe a week ago or so, the story of this little, I think she was a six or seven year old girl who had no hands. Yet she won the handwriting contest. She had no hands, but she won the handwriting contest. I think it was a national contest. The little girl with no hands won the handwriting contest. How does that happen? She's an overcomer. By the grace of God, she overcame. She persisted. She was victorious. She prevailed. She conquered. Because of God's grace throwing, flowing through her life. And the little girl with no hands won the handwriting contest. How about Job? You remember Job in the Old Testament? Was he an overcomer or what? He is the poster child for overcoming. He lost everything, yet he placed in God. He said, God, yet you slay me, I will trust you. He overcame. Many of you here today are overcomers. You're overcomers. You have endured sickness. You have endured tragedy. You have endured tremendous, painful life experiences. And you've overcome. You're overcoming by the grace provided by our great God and Savior Jesus Christ. You are overcoming. Listen, church, God has called you to be an overcomer. To be victorious. To conquer this world, your flesh, and the devil. Those are our three primary enemies that are coming against us. They were coming against the people of God in the first century. And here we are 2,000 years later, and it's the same old story. This world... Your flesh and the devil are out to destroy and defeat and discourage you and to disqualify you. But you do not have to give in and cave in. Because why? You are an overcomer. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Philippians 4.13 Greater is He who is in you than he who is in this world. You're an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. The Apostle Paul states in Romans 12 in verse 21 where he writes, Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Wouldn't you say we could use a little bit more good in this world in which we live? A little bit more of 
the power of God. A little bit more of His goodness and His grace. Don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. Listen, the deck is stacked against us Christians. In case you haven't figured that out yet, the world and its broken system is coming against us constantly. Opposition is growing daily. The evangelical Christian seems to be the only one in this present age who can be vilified and ridiculed and mocked and there must not be any consequences whatsoever. But just try and criticize some other social group or religious group and the hammer's going to fall. But the Christian faith, well, it's just kind of open season on us. Guess what? That's okay. Because the Bible says in Luke, and I want you to turn here to Luke chapter 22. I'm sorry, Luke chapter 6, verse 22. And look at God's Word. Look at what God's Word says here. Another awesome word of encouragement. Luke chapter 6 and verse 22. Look at what... The Lord says here, Blessed are you when men hate you and ostracize you and insult you and scorn your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. Look at verse 23. Be glad in that day and do what? Leap for joy. For behold, your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they, their fathers used to treat the prophets. Leap for joy when you're ridiculed, when you're castigated, when you're vilified, when you're persecuted for the gospel. Jesus says, leap for joy. Because you are an overcomer in Jesus Christ. Amen? One of our problems today is that we're chicken. We're chicken. We're too afraid of hurting someone's feelings and not courageous to speak the truth, but to speak it in love. And we are running scared. Well, I want you to know today that I'm not scared of this pagan and godless world in which we live. I'm not scared. Why? Because I'm an overcomer. And so are you. There's no reason to be scared and to be fearful of what man can do to you. The only one you need to fear is holy God and displeasing Him. That's the only one you need to fear. Because you're an overcomer. Turn over a little bit more to the left there to Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 10. And verse, verses 26 through 28. Matthew 10. Beginning in verse 26. Again the words of our Lord. Therefore do not fear them. For there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed. Or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light. And what you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim upon the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul. But rather, 
Fear Him who is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. A holy fear. A reverence of holy God. That's who you need to fear displeasing. Back a few more chapters to Matthew chapter 5 and look at verse 13. Matthew 5 and verse 13. Again, the words of the Lord from the Sermon on the Mount as we refer to it as, where Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. Then he contrasts that phrase. He says, but if the salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does any one light a lamp and put it under a basket, but the lamp, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Who are you trying to bring honor and glory to in your life? Is it other people? Or is it the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus didn't try to please everyone. And if He couldn't please everyone, how do you expect to please everyone? Matter of fact, I've stopped trying to please people a long time ago. I want to please the Lord. And if that pleases people, awesome. But I'm focused on pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ. And you need to be in that mode as well. Focused on pleasing Him. You're the salt of the earth. We're the light of the world. Let our light shine. Let it shine. You remember that song the kids sing? Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No. I'm going to let it shine. Let your light shine. Let Jesus Christ flow through you. You're a a child of the King. You have royal blood coursing through your veins. Know who you are and believe who you are in Jesus Christ and take a stand for righteousness and holiness in this dark and depraved and twisted world that is in chaos. Be an overcomer for Jesus Christ. Don't allow the enemy to run over you. He wants to run over you. He wants to destroy you. And defeat you. What did John say? Greater is he who is in us, the Holy Spirit who lives within us. First Corinthians nineteen or six nineteen. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You have God in you. John says, You are from God. You're born of God. You have power over the enemy. You have power over your flesh. You have power over this world in which we live. Let your light shine. The enemy has no power over you other than that which you will give him. You are able to defeat him. You are able to resist temptation. How? Because you are an overcomer in Jesus Christ. Claim your place in this world. Be the light of the world. Be salt. You can have consistent victory over the sin in your life. Whatever that may be. That sin which, as the writer of Hebrews says which so easily entangles you, so easily entraps you. We all have a sin that we struggle with. At least one. And you can overcome it. You can be victorious, consistently victorious 
over it because of the finished work of the cross. Galatians 5.16 Walk by the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of your flesh. 1 Corinthians 1.18 For the word of the cross is to them who are perishing foolishness. But who? But to those of us who are what? Who are being saved. You've been saved. You're being saved. You will be saved. To those of us who are being saved, the cross is what? It's the power of God. The cross of Jesus Christ. The word of the cross. There's power in the cross. And the one who gave his life on that cross for you and for me. Are you trusting in Christ daily? Trusting in Christ is better than trusting in the government. Can I, can I get an amen on that one, maybe? <clears throat> that one was pretty easy. That one was too easy. Trusting in Christ is also better than trusting in yourself. You ever trust in yourself? That's, that's not very wise either. Why? Because I don't, tr- I don't know about you, but I don't trust the government. I don't even trust myself. I need Christ. I need His grace. I need His help to be an overcomer. I don't even trust myself. I need supervision. I need Christ to supervise my life. I need the Holy Spirit to watch over me and guide me and fill me and and control me. Ephesians 5.18 Be filled, be controlled by the Spirit of God. Don't you? Don't you need that kind of power to overcome? I can't do this Christian life alone. That's why I got married. Susanna helps me live the Christian life. <clears throat> she does. She keeps me in line. I need constant care. I need continuous supervision. I need unmitigated mercy. I need your help to be an overcomer. And you need my help. We all need one another's help to be an overcomer. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: Iron sharpens iron. So as one man or one woman sharpens Another, we need each other. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12. Look at verse 18. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 18. We need each other. We need the Lord. We need each other. We need the Lord continuously. Constantly, as the old song says, we need you, Lord, every hour. He's our defense. He's our righteousness. Look at 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 18. But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body, just as He desired. They were all one member. Where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, or... Again, the head to the feet. I have no need of you. On the contrary, it's much truer than that the members of the body, which seem to be weaker, are necessary. We need each other to be an overcomer. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. 
And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. God wants to build your faith through trials and tribulations. Acts 14, 22 says, Through many trials and tribulations we shall enter the kingdom of God. Some of you are hurting. You're in pain. You may be in emotional pain. You may be in physical pain. You may be in financial pain. But most of us are in some kind of pain at any given time in our lives. That's just part of living in this fallen world. You've been hurt. You feel like someone has hurt you. And you just feel broken. God wants to use that pain. He wants to use your brokenness to drive you to the cross. Maybe in repentance. Maybe for forgiveness. Someone has hurt you. You need to forgive them. To set yourself free. And to release you from that that slavery and that bondage of bitterness and anger in your life. Forgive and move forward. Maybe what has happened to you, you feel is, is completely unjustified. You still need to forgive and move forward. So you can be an overcomer in this world. And so you can be used by the Lord Jesus to be that salt and light in this world. This world is in darkness. It's in chaos. At every turn, there's chaos, it seems. Jesus has called you to overcome this world. No matter what has come against you, you can overcome. I implore you today to place your complete faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If you never have for your salvation, and if you have for your salvation, so that you can be an overcomer. And so God can use you. God loves you. He created you. And He has a purpose and a great, a a strategic place for you. Right now, in your life, there is no doubt our world is becoming more and more godless with each passing generation. However, God always has His remnant. You are part of His remnant as a believer. That's us. And we can possess joy and assurance that our God will fight for us. He will win the victory for us and provide our deepest needs. We as followers of Jesus Christ, we are at our best when we rely on the Holy Spirit to control us. Let me share a story with you. While doing research for a doctoral thesis, a young man spent a year with a group of Navajo Indians on a reservation in the southwestern part of the United States, probably maybe Arizona area. And he lived with one family. He slept in their hut. He ate their food. He worked with them. He generally, he basically just lived the life that they lived as he did this research and study. And the grandmother of the family, who spoke 
no English, yet a very close friendship formed between this doctoral student and this grandmother in this Navajo Indian tribe. They seemed to share the common language of love and ultimately and intuitively understood each other. Over the months, he learned a few phrases of the Navajo language and she picked up some words in English. And when it was time for this young man to leave and to return to the university to write his, his thesis, his dissertation, the tribe held a going away celebration for him. It was marked by sadness since he had developed a close relationship with these Navajo Indians. And as he prepared to get into his pickup truck and drive away, the old grandmother came running out to his truck to tell him goodbye. And with tears streaming down her face from her eyes, she placed her hands on both sides of his, his face, of his cheeks, and, and she said this. She said, I like me best when I'm with you. I like me best when I'm with you. True friendship is letting those around you not only be themselves, but be their best. I like me best when I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to govern my life. When He is in charge, we are at our best. And when we are at our best, with the Holy Spirit in control, then we can overcome. We can overcome anything that comes against us. Anything that comes against us in our life. Absolutely anything. So how can we be an overcomer? One word. Not the word you're probably thinking of either. One word. Quit. Quit trying to fix yourself. And trust Christ to fix you. Quit better. Quit trying to fix someone else. And let Jesus Christ fix them. Quit depending on your own ingenuity and your and, and your brilliance. And place your faith in Him. Remember 1 John 5, 4 where Jesus said, it is our faith that overcomes the world. Quit. Quit trying to fix yourself. Quit trying to fix someone else. Place your faith and your hope in Jesus Christ. And finally, quit blaming someone else for your problems. You ever done that? Raise your right hand. All in favor say amen. Yeah, we've all done that, haven't we? (laughs) Quit blaming someone else for your problems. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Get up out of the dust. You've been knocked down. You've been kicked. You've you've been persecuted. Get up out of the dust. 
and let the Lord brush you off and let Him fix you. He's the only one that can. Quit blaming someone else for your problems. And let the Lord Jesus help you be an overcomer. Jesus said, cast all your cares upon me. Cast them all upon me. Because I care for you. Jesus says, knock and the door will be open. He said, be strong and let your heart take courage. He says, you are forgiven. He says, I love you with an everlasting love. So give him your life and trust him to make you an overcomer. Somebody shout amen this morning. Amen. Amen. Stand with me this morning. Brother Ryan, where's Brother Ryan? Is Brother Ryan here? Maybe Brother, awesome. Play us an invitation hymn. Sister, I want to invite you. If you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, give Him your life today and trust Him with your life. You can be an overcomer in Him. But the only way you're going to overcome this world is by knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He loves you. Give Him your life today.